0: Since the turn of the millennium, there has been a series of shocks that surprised many. The bursts of internet bubble in 2000, the horrendous September 11 terrorist attack in 2001, the SARS, Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, epidemic in 2003, the Great Recession in 2008, multiple wars, and the list goes on. Closer to home, we have seen major changes made to the Central Provident Fund (CPF), with the introduction of CPF Life being of especial significance in its purpose of helping Singaporeans retire adequately. There have also been efforts at wage restructuring in support of flexible wages and helping retrenched or displaced PMETs (professionals, managers, executives, and technicians) return to the workforce. A slew of measures is being gradually launched to help Singaporeans and residents adapt to the new economic environment wrought by digital disruption. Nothing seems to be stable anymore. Amid all of this, have you been thinking about your financial health? I hope you have. This is because unpredictable events in the past point to the vital need of keeping ourselves financially fit. But where? And how do you start? Check yourself against the following markers to know your financial condition. Financial health markers. Rainy day marker. In a recent TV documentary, a man selling ice cream along Orchard Road talked about his attitude towards money. He sets aside money every month and is prudent in his spending. This is because his business usually dips during the rainy season in November and December. This is a very apt illustration of preparing for a rainy day. As a guide, you should have at least 6 months of your monthly expenses in your savings. This fund is set aside for emergencies such as losing your job. However, depending on your age, your area of specialisation, how easy or difficult it is to find the next job, you may have to set aside even more. Risk Readiness Marker Risk readiness refers to your financial preparedness in dealing with myriad possible risks such as job loss, major illness, or even death. This is an area that many of us are familiar with but prefer not to talk about. Why? Because we are so afraid that by bringing it up with our insurance agents, we will be sold more policies. Essentially, we need to be prepared financially regardless of how our risk readiness marker currently reads. As a simple guide, do you have insurance coverage that covers you for at least three years of your gross income? Just in case you are down with a major illness, the 36 critical illnesses as defined by most insurance companies. Do you have a good hospitalization and surgical plan to pay for hospital expenses so you need not incur out-of-pocket expenses? In the event of your untimely death or disability, Will your family be able to still at least pay for their monthly expenses until your youngest child becomes independent? Debt marker. Are you too much in debt? Granted, a certain amount of debt is necessary, but too much makes you a servant and not a master of your finances. If you are using more than 35% of your total income, that includes your employer's CPF contribution to pay debt such as your housing loan, car loan and higher purchase items, you may be excessively geared. With the thrust towards more contract-based work arrangement, flexible wage and even daily wage, you may have to reduce the marker to 25% of your total average monthly income. Piggy bank marker. As the saying goes, it is not how much you earn, but how much you save that makes a person rich. If you are spending 101% of your income, you are a very poor person. To be financially stable, you should be saving at least 10 to 15% of your total income. These savings include the amount that you saved in life insurance programs, excluding term insurance, which does not accumulate any cash values, as well as investments such as unit trusts. Water Marker This marker measures how liquid your net worth is. It is calculated by dividing your liquid assets by your net worth. Your liquid assets comprise cash and bank accounts, excluding SRS account, and the non-CPF portion of your investments, such as shares and bonds, and your net worth is simply your assets less your liabilities. As a formula, it looks like this. Liquid assets divided by net worth. And your net worth is your assets minus liabilities. Generally, you should have at least 15% of your net worth in liquid assets. Otherwise, in the event of an emergency, you may not be able to cash out your assets. Net worth by itself is not everything. Many Singaporeans are too illiquid in their net worth. Personal Development Marker Strictly speaking, this may not be a financial health marker, but it is an important check. Are you making yourself more employable through skills or knowledge training? You should be doing that at least once every two years. Whether times are good or bad, that will put you in an advantageous position. Another area that many people overlook is that of networking or widening your social circle. Harvey McKay summed it up succinctly with his book title Dig Your Well Before You Are Thirsty. Build a network of solid friendships in times of need. It will be easier to find employment with friends' help. So how did you fare on your financial health check? If you are like most people, you probably scored lower than what is ideal in some areas. Nursing yourself back to health. Well, firstly, get help. As a Chinese proverb goes, illnesses must be treated when they are still at the early stage. Self-medication may cause you more harm than good. Seek a financial doctor, in this case, a financial advisor, to coach you. When deciding on an advisor, ask yourself the following questions. How is he compensated? If it is via sales commissions, How can I ensure that what he advises is food for me rather than for his own benefit? What are his credentials? Is he professionally trained? Is he alone? Or is there a team from his company to help me? Not everyone is an expert in all areas. Can I trust him? Do I like him? Your advisor is going to partner you for a long time. Thus, you owe yourself the responsibility to answer the above questions honestly. Next, look at ways to cut expenses. In a personal financial review I did for myself recently, I was surprised myself by how much fat I'm able to trim. Some ways to cut your expenses are as follows. Downsize your car. Truly ask yourself whether you need your current car. Refinance your housing loans. Interest rates will most definitely move upward from the low base post-GFC. It's just a matter of time. Do it while you still have a chance to. Restructure your current insurance programs. Do so by lowering your premiums, yet maintaining or bettering the coverage. You may lose some money in the short term. In the long run, you'll be surprised by how much you can save. This is a delicate issue that you should not attempt to do it yourself without an advisor. Set up a rainy day fund. Set up a rainy day fund of at least six months of monthly expenses. If you have trouble disciplining yourself to do it, put yourself on a safe-as-you-earn scheme that is available in a number of banks. Fourthly, pay off debts. Look at your liabilities such as overdrafts, credit cards, etc., if you can pay them off quickly, do so. Otherwise, restructure your debt payments. Use a lower interest facility to pay off debt that is loaded with higher interest. But this is just a short-term measure. You need to pay off debts as soon as possible. If you have cash in a bank or money in lower interest bearing instruments like bonds, single premium endowments, capital guaranteed funds, Consider cashing out these instruments to pay off these debts. Seek professional advice if you are not sure. Fifthly, pay yourself first. Once you are financially fitter, you should start planning for your longer-term financial objectives such as retirement, children's education funding, and so on. Set up a plan to invest towards these objectives every time you get your income before even spending on other expenses. Whether you are a high-income earner or an average income earner, pay yourself first always works. Remember, it is how much you save and invest that makes you rich. Since the Great Recession in 2008 which saw stock markets reach their lowest point in March 2009, you have seen stock markets across the globe moving back up towards 2007 levels or even hitting new highs. Nevertheless, economic growth remains endemic in some parts of the world and uncertainty still looms large. Will you be like most people who have a short memory, forgetting the lessons learned during the difficult times? Like achieving physical fitness, becoming financially fit takes time. You may feel discomfort at first or may have to endure some pain. But you will come out of the entire process healthier and fitter. The best time to get financially fit is during the good, stable years. For when bad years come, and come they will, it will be too late. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence services, kindly visit Provident.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views, or opinions from interviews, recommendations, and other information broadcasted, podcasted, or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.